This is the Alpaca Podcast for all things alpaca. If you're an owner, a soon-to-be owner, a want-to-be owner, or are just alpaca mad or love the fleece, welcome to the Alpaca Tribe. I'm Steve Hetherington. Hi, Steve here, and welcome to the Alpaca Tribe, the podcast for alpaca people. I hope that life is treating you well, and you're having your basic needs met, you feel safe, secure, have interesting things happening around you, and are able to express your natural behaviour. These are all things we would like, but this is also true for our alpacas. To have their basic needs met, to be safe and secure, to have some interest and to be able to express their natural behaviour. So, how can we create the best environment for our alpacas? Well, it would involve providing all of these different elements, the physical environment, the emotional environment, the behavioural environment. We all want to do the best we can for our alpacas, and creating this right environment for them goes a long way to caring for them really well. Let's consider some of the basics first. Back in episode 56, entitled Needs and Motivation in Alpacas, I talked about Maslow's hierarchy of needs in relation to alpacas. You can check it out if you want to explore this in more detail. Links are in the episode notes. But for today, let's start with the basic needs of food, water and shelter. They just need to be there all of the time. And we must organise things so that it's as easy as possible both for us and the alpacas. With water, particularly as the weather gets a lot warmer, or colder, we need to check that the water supply remains available, that they haven't tipped the buckets over, or stepped in there with their muddy feet, or that the buckets are all frozen up. If you have dispersed fields like we do, it can be difficult to get a piped water supply to the far-flung fields, which means creating access to other water, such as harvested rainwater, or you're going to have to carry heavy buckets and containers to fill troughs for them. Food. When we think about feeding alpacas, our thoughts often turn to bags of pellets of one kind or another. These feed supplements are really important, but remember, the main food for alpacas is going to be grazing. However, can you give them access to enough? Good quality grazing throughout the year, plus some of that nice soft and leafy hay, which we've mentioned before. They really need that all year. However, what do we do if spring is late and the grass doesn't get growing? Or the winter comes early and the grass stops growing? Can we still maintain that supply of good food? It needs a bit of planning. The next area I want us to consider is safety. Safety and security. Are they safe? Do they feel safe? Fences to keep them in and other animals out, including people and their dogs, are vital to keep them physically safe. Strong and well-maintained fences are required. Some of you have the extra challenges of wild animals, such as my friend Jeremiah Owen, who's in California and has to take account of other things, such as cougars and has a guard dog to help protect his alpacas. 
Some land has open rights of way, meaning that people with dogs can pass through, with all of the associated challenges and risks they bring. We do have to find ways of managing this the best we can, making sure that they are physically secure. There's also the question of whether the alpacas feel secure. This is connected to things like unexpected sounds, fast-moving people, for example children, strange dogs, vehicles, and other unfamiliar things, which could even be a plastic bag blowing in the wind. It's amazing what they can get used to. But can we create that environment where they feel safe and secure? There are a wide range of things to think about, but I do recognise that many of you are going to have limitations that you just can't control. We also have a duty to maintain a safe environment by being careful to make sure there are no poisonous plants on your land. Remove or prevent access. But ideally, remove. You don't want the tragedy we had of losing Lalana to rhododendron poisoning, due just to a handful of leaves stolen over a garden wall. Keep an eye on what is there, and keep the alpacas away from it. Another aspect of safety and whether the alpacas feel safe is whether you are a safe person. Yes, of course, this applies to you and your personal safety, and not being injured by either the alpacas or your environment. However, I also have in mind that your alpacas need to consider you to be safe to be around. How is your volume and your speed of movement and those potentially dangerous things that you do, at least in the eyes of your alpacas? We know not to grab them or jam them in a corner. We talked about that particularly when I interviewed Marty McGee Bennett, which was back in episodes 89 and 90. So good, it took two episodes. We discussed Camelid Dynamics as a handling and training approach which Marty developed. If you haven't heard those episodes, they're worth a listen. And if you have, it could be worth going back for a refresher. Links in the episode notes. A big question is, do your alpacas feel safe around you? Let's hope so. And let's also work at improving the situation where we can. Remember, one failure or mistake does not determine everything for the future, unless we keep repeating the same inappropriate behaviour. So, your alpacas have had their basic needs met, and they're feeling safe and secure, especially around you. So what else can we do with their environment to give them a good life? Well, Having something interesting and stimulating in the environment is important for all of us, and I found this to also be true of alpacas. They delight in variety. Through the pandemic here, we've not had so many visitors in the valley, so we've allowed them much greater freedom to roam. And it is fascinating to see their daily rituals that seem almost rigidly fixed, but also the variety which they themselves introduce by going a different direction or to a different place, just because they fancy it. If they're always in the same small, flat field, you could reasonably expect that they're going to get a bit bored. I know I would. Being moved between fields does provide stimulation and interest, and our girls have always enjoyed that, with Millie the Matriarch at the front. Walking them on halter and lead and meeting new people can also be interesting for them, provided they also feel safe. I know there are some toys or playthings that you can get for horses and for pigs. They may be worth looking at, but 
Most of them seem to involve being a ball with secret containers containing food, which, from the movement, become released for the animals. And since we live in a steep valley, anything around here is going to move and roll and get stuck at the bottom of the field very quickly. However, they do regularly move the brush that I leave by the water trough for cleaning. I've never actually caught any of them doing it, but someone is definitely picking it up and moving it around. And looking at the bristles, they're having a good old chew at it as well. Perhaps I need to get them a big toothbrush. Think about what you might introduce as safe stimulation or playthings. You could also introduce something different to their environment by inserting you, by going in and sitting in the field with them, or introducing some unusual food like carrots or apples. I know for hours they are really suspicious when I try this, and they look at me like I'm trying to poison them. But if I leave it there, or I push and persist in trying to give them the chopped up carrots or apple, my idea of a treat, then most of them will eventually come round. I'm still finding the dried, flaked peas are the best treat for alpacas. At least that's true for mine. Can you provide an interesting environment? Some variety. A good friend, Jay, actually built a hill in his flat fields in Gloucestershire. Perhaps for us, building a flat field would be the unusual stimulation my alpacas might appreciate. Actually, I think they like the hills. The final area I wanted to touch on was creating an environment where your alpacas can express their natural behaviour. In my case, part of this is them wandering and not just being confined to a small field. I recognise this can be difficult to achieve depending on your own circumstances, but what else could you do to allow this part of that behaviour to be expressed? Their daily routines and rituals, the choice of where they go to feed. I'm amazed and delighted by how much they enjoy water. In our case, we have a relatively large lake in the middle of the valley, plus some streams which they do go and explore. But they don't get in the lake apart from a few places. They avoid the deep water, but they do like to sit in it where they can, like the ford area by the bridge at the top end of the valley. Or there's an overflow channel down at this end of the valley near the stables. And when the water level is right and the temperature is rising, then they will sit in it. <laughs> and that's when they look so happy. The freestanding water buckets will tend to be stood in, tipped over, sat in even. And Millie? Well, Millie, she'll stand there and splash. <laughs> she, she, she splashes herself. She, she kicks her foot in the water and, and splashes water up over herself. It's quite amazing to see. I'll try and include a video of that. It'll be on the website if you want to go and see it. All of this tells me that this is part of their natural behaviour and where possible and safe to do so, it can be really helpful to provide them access to some water. Paddling pools? Well, yes, I have on occasions brought them into use, particularly when the weather turns hot early before we were able to do the shearing and some of the pregnant females are struggling with being heavily pregnant and having full fleece and full sun. It provides a lot of fun for them and for me. Have you ever seen an alpaca smile? I'm sure that the closest thing to a smile I've seen is when I've been giving them access to a filled paddling pool. They'll stand back and watch me filling it with a hose. 
mainly because it takes a long time since we haven't got very good water pressure down at the stable. Eventually they'll climb in and then they'll form a queue with Millie the matriarch usually at the front again. Perhaps the second most likely occasion for them to smile is when they're released as a group after being sheared and they run for the water or to roll in the dust bath that they'll create. Now that I think about it, there's also when it snows, they love that too and smile. And actually, actually, there are numerous other occasions. I think alpacas just like to smile a lot. Our alpacas rely on us for safe, secure, stimulating and alpaca-style environments. It takes a bit of thought and sometimes a lot of work, but it's well worth doing. What about our herd in the valley? Well, they're all doing well. Clouds of little biting flies have made an appearance, which is not so much fun. But I feed them and they disappear out and sit round the lake over on the bank on the far side. So they're, they're relaxed and enjoying the environment here. The girls are adjusting to some new hay, probably haylage actually, a distinctive smell, and so probably a distinctive taste. Well, the big boy's not so keen, not yet, but they'll come round. Oh, I'll give you an update on those two young boys, Carwin and Dylan, that's Nona and Yona's Korea from last year, who've now left for their new home. They walk down pretty well from the field, down to the car park and into the waiting horse box. Safely transported and released at the other end into their new field, they met their new companions, which are some goats and a ram, who they surprisingly get on really well with. And there's some ducks in the next door field. They've adjusted really well, and I was very pleased to see how quickly they've made themselves at home. You always worry a bit, don't you? Back on our farm, there's more work to be done with the young females, and shearing's just around the corner. In the meantime, I think I'll go find a deck chair to put in the field and sit and spend some time with my alpacas. I hope you can do the same. Take care. Hope to see you again soon. This is the Alpaca Tribe. And I'm Steve Hetherington. Have a great day.